Welcome to Beyond Our Focus. I'm Stefan, this is Amanda, and this is Let's Palaver About the Gunslinger. Chapter 4, The Slow Mutants. So, as always, there will be tons of spoilers. I don't always <laughs> say that. And this is Monday, October 8th. Because uh, I'll never remember to do that unless I look at my fancy notes off screen. <laughs> so, this is the fourth chapter, our fourth one. You should catch up if you haven't so far. Jumping in at this point... This is really spoiling a lot in this, in this particular portion of the book. Yes, yes it is. And not only that, but even though it is kind of spoiling it a bit, you, the chapters are pretty short. You can catch up pretty fast, probably read it. And yeah, this it is a small hours. book. Yeah. I mean, we've only read 200 pages at this point, and there's only like 30 pages left. So the next one's going to be a... Sh might be a short episode, but I think we're going to do like a, a chapter review and then like a book review. Yeah. And make it probably a little longer. Keep it in tone with our normal hour and a half episodes. <laughs> so we'll see how this one goes. It's also, I feel, shorter-ish. And I feel like, yes, there's some big things that happen, but there's also a lot of nothing that happens. Yeah. But when we said this before, it went longer than anything. So <laughs> who knows how this actually will end up going. I think this is one of, at least in this book, this is going to be the chapter... That sets the entire scene for the rest of the books. A lot happens here. Yeah. I see a lot happens. There's. Uh, we just jump into it. We're just yeah. going to jump into it <laughs> because it's best that way. I'm going to get to the, the first one here. Um, this time I actually ended up reading and taking my notes from the old book compared to the new one. I did read both, though. So we're going to see how this works. Uh, now, I don't. Unfortunately, we're filming a little little longer after reading the chapter than we normally do. So my memory's not as clear on the chapter. I have yeah. notes. And we're going to try. We're going to see how this works. Because my very first note is the very first page we open up, Slow Mutants. And it just says, Roland Story. Oh, that's... <laughs> well, yeah, because... Because uh, apparently he starts off with his story, I guess. Mine is the next page. And... It's pretty much about... I, I pretty much wrote down description of Roland's distaste and the very last paragraph... Or the very last large paragraph being different. So I'm going to go with description of Roland's distaste. I assume for Martin. No, it's for uh, the entire... Oh, what is it? This is not going well. What are we doing? There it is. Okay. It said, They made something decadent out of it, the gunslinger said. A play. A game. In his voice was all the unconscious distaste of the ascetic. His face, had there been stronger light to illuminate, it would have shown change, harshness, and sorrow. But his essential force had not been cut or diluted. The lack of imagination that still remained in that face was remarkable. So pretty much Roland is talking to... Telling the story to Jake about how him and his friends would sneak off to go see this grand ball. Yes, yes, yes. I remember this. I remember this. <laughs> and how he, they, what would play out in front of him is that it would be his father, uh, his mother, and Martin all sitting together, and that Martin would ask his mother to dance, and they would go out, and the room would clear for them, and they'd do this nice, slow 
you know, waltz or whatever, but then his mom would always go back to his dad. Well, as Roland describes in the, in this portion of the book, it seems, because I don't remember this, I remember his father being an important man, I didn't really remember him being kind of like the king. I don't think he... Because it seems like he is, he leads this area, he yeah. is he is someone of super high importance, which means so is his mother. Yes. And so after said dance with their, the second hand, you know, the right hand man, Martin the Enchanter, mm-hmm. everybody pretty much doesn't do, like, they stand around, but they don't do anything. But then as soon as, you know, Stephen stands up and holds his hand out and she goes to him, everybody just applauds. Is that the first part of this story? Uh, oh, sure. The thing I wrote down is apparently from the very first paragraph. Okay. But I don't remember what the paragraph was about because I just put Roland's story because that's just apparently what I do. So we're going to read some of this paragraph and figure out why I put it here because I don't know. Oh, is it like the boys must put on their father's pants? It, well, I'm sure that has something to do with it. Like, there were three of us that night. Cuthbert, Elaine, and me. We weren't supposed to be there because none of us had passed from the time of, of children. We were still in our clouts. It has to be the uh, them going... And yeah. Yeah, it's they're yeah. hiding in the balcony. Yeah. Well, uh, I thought this before being caught. Yeah, this is about them going and trying on their fathers. Well, or whatever this the whole thing. What is. it is is that what they what he's alum- or what he's talking about is there were three of us. We weren't supposed to be there. Meaning they weren't supposed to be on the balcony balcony hiding. What he related it to was. Boys must put on their father's pants in private, strut them in front of the mirror, and then sneak them back on the hangers. What he meant is that it seemed like a something every boy did was sneak into this party and watch, and no one ever got caught. But they assumed that people knew they were up there, but just never said anything, because mm-hmm. that's what boys do. Yes. yes. That's what we lose here. I like put back the father's pants, and the fathers would pretend... Not to realize that they were folded different and they were in a different way. Yes. And just go on with things. Shoe polish mustache. Yes. And then he pretty much says, do you see? And in, instead of Jake, I noticed that. That's one of the first things I noticed is that it's no longer Jake. It's the, the boy. boy. Yes. Yeah, see the that right boy here. The boy said, said nothing. nothing. Yes. Because he, he, he is very unhappy with Roland. Yes. He's not talking, he's not doing anything. Through the next, most of this chapter, he barely says anything <laughs> no. at all. This is all about Roland at this point. Yes. And Roland, as you can tell, as even I have here, he feels so guilty for what he's doing. Yes. He feels terribly guilty. Falsely, they have gone up. Because that, it just yes. says, Roland talks feverishly. And I just put, he feels guilty. Yeah, pretty much because... Because Jake is being so quiet, because he knows what's going to happen, and Roland knows what's going to happen, he's just coming up with stories. He's coming up with anything to say to fill the silence. Like when you get nervous and just start talking. And since Jake usually talks, Jake is usually this one who keeps talking, and keeps saying yeah. things, and, and going on, where now that Jake isn't, there's just awful silence. Yes, and it's and, just a ways. Which, we're going to get to where there are, because where there are is terrible too, but... um. But the one thing that I wrote down was, it says... Okay, I wrote the very last large paragraph is different. It says, uh, yours is going to be different than this, and that's why I'm going to read mine. It says, it was a moment of passage, boy. Where? 
It's on. Mine was on page one fifty one. How it's far the, from the beginning? The next page, like the second to the okay, next. Okay, you're further along than I am. You're yeah. over here. Um. Boy did not speak. There's the crystal chandeliers way over here. So, uh, there was four. There were four. They should have the. There were. There was a great There's, film tablet. So there was four. The way down page. here. You're on the next page. Oh, come on. Yeah. Where am I? Okay, so. It was a moment of passage. There it is. But yours is... Okay, so here's how what mine says. It was a moment of passage, boy. A time such as must be at the tower itself when things come together and hold and make power in time. My father had taken control, had been acknowledged and singled out. Martin was the acknowledger. My father was the mover. And his wife, my mother, went to him. The connection between them. Betrayer. Completely different. It was a moment of enormous gravity. Even we felt it in our high hiding place. My father had had by then taken control of the cotet. You must kin the tet of the gun. And was on the verge of becoming Dina of Gilead. If not all in world. All of in world. Yeah. The rest knew it. Martin knew it better than any. Except perhaps for Gabriel. Ver, whatever that Verus. is. Gabriel Verus, that was. So yeah, those are drastically, completely different. Not even a little bit the same. <laughs> no. That alludes a lot more at betraying and what actually happened. This doesn't really touch on that at all. No. <laughs> and the fact, I mean, yes, that uses more of the language. He's talking about the quartet. He's ta- like you were saying, he's someone important. It sounds like he has become like the lead gunslinger, and he's on his way to becoming higher than that. And yours talks more about that, and then it also talks about how you know Martin knew he was very important and was just getting more important, and it seemed like the only one who was unaware of anything was his mom. Meanwhile, this one is flat out like you could see his father's important. Martin's got some weird things up his sleeve, and. The, of course, the foreshadowing of... Because, I mean, if nothing else, King loved to foreshadow <laughs> everything. as what the man does. Okay, yeah, mine was more on the previous page, and it was talking more about Susan again. Uh-huh. I don't remember exactly. He found the truth with Susan Delgado in Magus, only to lose it again. Once there was a king, he might have told the boy, the eld whose blood at the taunted, though it may be, tainted as it may be, Still flows in my veins. But kings are done, lad. And in, in the world of light, anyway. He talks a lot about the world of light in this chapter. About how, you know, gunslingers are light. They There's are something. the light. And then I had the exact same. Oh, which is more regret. They made something that I can add. But the gunslinger said it last. I play, no, a play, a game. And his voice was all... The unconscious distaste of the ex- acidic. And yeah, er, wait, that's the one that I read earlier. Yeah, shown harshest, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> we're moving on. We're but moving on. I th- what you uh, pretty much what they're doing right now is they are still traveling. They had just stopped, and so that's when he decided to tell Jake this story to fill the silence. And the next thing I have written down is the dancing. The dancing bothered him. Like how 
that's the one thing he remembers the most about that night is watching Martin and his mother just dance. He he says over and over again, I remember how they danced. I remember how they danced. And he looked up at the unseeable stone roof and it seemed for a moment that he might scream at it, rail at it, challenge it blindly. Those dumb tonages of insensible granite that bore their tiny lives in its stone intestine. What hand could have held the knife that did my father to his death? I'm tired, the boy said wistfully. That's the first thing you hear out of Jake this entire time is I'm tired. Yeah, yeah. And he just rolls over and... Does he go to sleep? He, no, he doesn't go to sleep. What Somebody happens is right he rolls over and then you get inside Roland's head again. He's thinking he's... He pretty much he was he goes back to thinking about their travels, how they're getting darker and dar- like it's getting darker and darker, and he's measuring the light by Jake's face, like how much of he can see of Jake's face, and then that just thinking about that makes him fall asleep, and as soon as he's asleep, as soon as he Jake hears the like light breathing, he opens his eyes and looks at Roland, and it's. My line is different than yours, I believe. Uh, Mine says, uh, After the sound of his breathing had become long and steady and regular, the boy opened his eyes and looked at the gunslinger with an expression that was very much like love. And I think yours was both... Um, This one. Way down here? Yeah, After the sound of breathing had become long and steady and regular, the boy opened his eyes and looked at the gunslinger with an expression of sickness yes. and love. Yes. So. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Another little weird, I don't know, it was interesting, was this particular line. And it said, the boy spoke at last with a seeming, seemingly reluctance. She was your mother? I, Gabrielle of the Waters. Hmm. I was like, that's, Interesting. I wonder what that actually means because I don't know if it's ever touched upon again. It's just I, I don't think so. I've no, I don't remember hearing it. Yeah, da- daughter of Alan, wife of Stephen, Ro- uh, mother of Roland. The gunslinger spread his hands apart in a mocking little gesture that seemed to say, "Here I am," and what of it? Then he dropped into his lap again. My father was the last Lord of Light. Hmm. I'm pretty sure, like the the only thing that. Jake says the entire time for me is I'm tired. He doesn't ask anything else. So that definitely changed from... Mm-hmm. It's just interesting. Gabrielle of the Waters. I don't know. If he was the last Lord of Light, then she was the last Lady of Light? Or Gabrielle of Waters? Whatever that <laughs> means? I don't know. And I don't, rem- I don't remember hearing that, like, even in The Wind Through the Keyhole. Like, I don't remember if it ever touches back on any of that. So it- it's interesting. It's not something he decided to remove. He just left it, and it's kind of there, and it's interesting. Hmm. Well, it's not in this one. <laughs> we already spoke of that. Fake sleep. We just talked about that. But, yeah, this... Uh, pretty much, the, the how the last chapter ended was that they ended up going into, like, this what, a crevice, a tunnel, whatever you want to call it. And they've been traveling through that ever since. So it's getting darker and darker. And they're craving the light, but they can't see each other. And Yeah, because one of my little notes, which says it's supposed to be here, but I don't see it. It just says, um, 
pitch black. Like the movie? Like the movie. Like the movie. <laughs> Vin Diesel's going to come out of the shadows. I'm here to save you. I'm crawling. It's safe. What is it? Uh, just, I guess I just want to point out that it's weird, because we go through a lot, and it's just pitch black. Yeah. Like, they can't see each other. They can't do anything. They're just traveling along this path. Well, like, uh, mine, like, right after Jake had thought, like, was looking at him, it said, The gunslinger had lost most of his time since in the desert, which was changeless. Mm-hmm. He lost the rest of it here in these chambers under the mountains, which were lightless. Neither of them had any means of telling time, and the concept of hours became meaningless. In a sense, they stood outside of time. A day might have been a week, or a week a day. They walked, they slept, they ate thinly. Their only companion was the steady thundering rush of the water, drilling its auger path through the stone. They followed it, drank from its flat, and then, of course, you know, was like, just don't put your feet in the water, because we don't know what's in there. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Don't do it. We don't want anything to get you. The range finder in his head took them on steadily. So pretty much, he's just going off intuition, going off the gunslinger. Mm-hmm. Well, this is, I mean, they're in a place kind of like they put prisoners. The, um, what's it called? We take them away from everybody else. We take them like a black hole and... Solitude? Yeah, solitude. Uh, isolation. I, well, I, yeah. I don't forget what they call it. It's a prison cell. Uh, it's, way, it's torture, essentially. Lightless, dark, alone. You lose sense of everything. Isolation chamber. I don't know if that's the word I'm looking for, but they get the point. We get the point. Yeah. We know what's <laughs> going on. Until eventually, Jake finds a railroad. Yes. he's He decides to just wander off ahead, and of course, Roland gets kind of weary that he's just rolling, you know, going off in the dark. I think it's a railroad, the boy said dubiously. The gunslinger got up and walked towards the sound of Jake's voice, leading with one foot lightly to the test of pitfalls. I love that. He's like, here, a hand reached out and cats pawed the gunslinger's face. Just like... (laughs) 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 Don't quite think. (laughs) See, You haven't been around cats much, have you? I'm not a cat person, okay? Uh, (laughs) Hmm... Let's see, the next thing I have is at the very bottom, which is always interesting. What else you got? Um, I think mine was, of course, you know, the the him finding the railroad. I did find it interesting that he did comment on how well Jake could see in the dark. Better than he could. Yes. And it, it, he didn't really say it was an age thing. He just, he just felt like, you know, he, his eyes seemed to dilate until there was no color left in them. And then... I, I just found it cool that Jake has so much talent. One <laughs> rubber. Just a rubber tube between his legs. On the pump, the perfect legible. Although rust clotted, letters was legend, uh, legend of unknown meaning. Emiko led free. Emiko had become the totem of a thunder god. And they had worshipped him with the slaughter of sheep and the sound of engines. Rum, 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 rum. Yes, the one thing you will definitely catch in this entire series 
is a lot of references to things that exist. Yes, to the, to the old world, before the world had moved on. Yes. How Stephen King got away with it, I don't know. <laughs> really? Just, I don't, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of people that even if you... Like, you have to change at least one letter, otherwise people flip out. But apparently King's, King's got some... <laughs> How many Leeway, asked especially before he did with it. This. I don't know. And now railroad. We'll follow it. He said the boy said nothing. The um, boy just continues to say nothing. The like right before that, one of the things that I thought was cool was he said the gunslinger could only imagine black electric bullets flying through this forever night with affrighted searchlight eyes going before. He had never heard of such things. But there were skeletons in this world, just as there were demons. There's just all kinds of mysterious stuff. Yeah, because they come across... I'm not sure exactly where it's at. They come across a hand cart. I don't know. I wrote... For some reason, on page 154, I wrote last line. And the last line on my page was... Hulks, the gunslinger thought. Only meaningless hulks in sands that once were seas. Mm-hmm. I have that right here. Hulk's oh, the other thought. And now a railroad. We'll follow it, he said. The boy said nothing. And he's back to sing. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the gunslinger uh, extinguished the light, and they slept. Well, the gunslinger awoke. The boy was up before him, sitting on one of the rails and watching him sight, no, sightlessly in the dark. I don't know how you know he's watching you. I you can't see what's guess, going on. It's but just a sense. Uh, they followed the uh, rails like blind men, Roland leading, Jake following. They slipped their, they slipped their feet along the rail, all, oh wait, I can't read today, one <laughs> rail away. What was that blind man? Speak. During the fourth period of waking and walking, sweet lord, they'd yeah. be terrible. Just in dark, walk until we're tired. Sure, let's just yeah. go with it. Get some sleep. That's how you just tell time. Is when your body gets tired, you go to sleep. You wake up. Oh, well, this is our new day. Hmm. And it says they literally stumbled on a handcart. The gunslinger ran into it chest high, and the boy walked on the other side, struck his forehead, and went down with Ooh. a cry. The gunslinger made a light immediately. Are you all right? And the words sounded sharp, angry, and it went. And he winced at them. Yes, the boy was holding his head gingerly and shook it once to make sure he had told the truth. They turned to look at what they had ran into. It was a flat, square plate of metal that sat mutely in the tracks. There was a seesaw handle in the center of the square. It descended into connections of cogs. The gunslinger had no immediate sense of what the thing's purpose, but the boy grasped it at once. It's a handcart. What? Handcart, the boy said impatiently, like the old cartoons. Look. Oh, mine says, like in the old movies. <laughs> Something <laughs> weird to change, but... Uh, well, that's the other thing. Is Does he question that? Well, after that? Like, does he question, like, the whole movie thing? Um, like the old cartoons. Look, he pulled himself up and went to the handle. He managed to push it down, but it took all of his weight. Uh, all his weight hung over the handle to turn the trick. Turn the trick. That's really. The handcart moved a foot with slight timelessness on the rails. Good, said a faint mechanical okay. voice. No. So. Does he wait, question? Whoa, 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 whoa. I, I must have forgot that the entire thing is removed. There's no electronic voice in this one. Um, 
at all. Weird? <laughs> yeah. Because that's, that's, that's that gets added. brought up like a whole bunch yeah. for this chapter. No, uh, what I had written down next was that uh, the Jake had shown him how to use it, and then when Roland stepped up, the opera- it says the operation pleased him, but it disquieted him too. It would take them to their destination that much quicker. The curse kiss again, he thought, and knew the man in black had meant for them to find this. I don't think that was in yours. Something very similar, though, is in this. Yeah. Good, the faint mechanical voice. It made them both jump. Good, push, a- the mechanical voice died out. It worked a little hard, the boy said, and apologized for the thing. The gunsling pulled himself up the Jake, shoved the handle down, the gun car with immediate steps. Good, push again, the mechanical voice encouraged. He felt dry chest underneath his feet, operation pleased him, and so did the mechanical voice, although he intended to listen to that no longer than necessary. Other than the pump on the wave station, this is the first machine he'd seen in years that still worked well. But the thing disquieted him too. It would take them to their destination that much quicker. He had no doubt that the man, whatever that the man in black had meant for them to find this too. Yes. So what was changed was the curse kiss. Yeah. The curse kiss again. And the weird thing is, is that right after that in mind, because it doesn't have the mechanical voice or anything, it says, neat, huh? The boy said, and his voice was full of loathing. What are movies? The gunslinger asked again. Yeah, this is his voice is full of loathing. The silence was deep. Roland could hear his organs and at work in the side of his inside of his body in the drip of water and said and nothing else. Yeah, that was like right after but mine he so, apparently Roland's like, What are movies? And well, that's <laughs> not brought up again in this at all. But, I could have said he's in this is the But the next thing I have is the last line on the next page, for me at least. Yeah, because this is the gunslinger had a sudden vivid picture of the Great Hall. Here's after the sewing night. They had been. There's one more. This image was followed by one of Allie, the scared woman from Tall, pushed and pushed. Yeah. The bullets, there was something else. Well, at some point, he turns off the cart. Yeah, I don't remember exactly where that is. It pretty much. Yeah, right there. I'll push, the gunslinger said. He began to push, and the voice began to speak. Good, push again. Good, push again. Okay. That would be the most annoying thing ever. I'd be like, that's it, I'm walking. <laughs> I'm walking, screw it. We don't need to get there very fast. I don't care. Um, he sent his hand fumbling along the post upon which the seesaw handle had been balanced. At last, he found what he was surely looking for, a button. He pushed it. Goodbye, pal, the mechanical voice said cheerily, and it was blessed silence for some hours. Like, Rowan, uh, for you not knowing much about machines, I'm surprised you knew there was a button you could find to turn this off. Well, he did say that this was the first machine he's seen in a while yeah. that still worked. So I guess he's still he's familiar with machines, just not, like... Really familiar yeah. with machine, machines. Uh, mine was pretty much... Uh, it talks about them going, they're moving along, and that their food was almost gone. Neither of them were worried about it. So what the next thing I brought up was this one, and it's because it once again talks about that looming, just the looming weight that's starting to crash down on them. And it says, for the gunslinger, the tenseness of a coming climax was as imperceivable, but as real and as accretive as the fatigue of propelling the hand car. They were close to the end of the beginning. 
He felt like a performer placed on center stage minutes before the rise of the curtain. Settled in position was his first line held in his mind. He heard the unseen audience rattling programs and settling in seats. He lived with a tight, tidy ball of unholy anticipation in his belly and welcomed the exercise that let him sleep. The boy spoke less and less, but at their stopping place one sleep period before they were attacked by the slow mutants, he asked the gunslinger almost shyly about his coming of age. Okay, well, there's there's a couple things that were in this version that's not there. Okay. Like, one, it says, uh, they were close to the end of the beginning. Yes. Or at least he was. He felt like a performer placed on center stage minutes before the rise of the curtain. Just an extra little line in there. And the very end, it says, uh, exercise that let him sleep. And when he did sleep, it was like the dead. Just small little lines. It's, it's <laughs> weird that he th- throws random little things. I don't know. I just, reading that, it was just like, the tension is building. The air is getting thicker. Just, just stop. And then finally, we're getting to the part, uh, the part of the book that I remember enjoying probably the most, his coming of age. Yeah. Him going t- t- against court. <laughs> it was it's very, very interesting. Yes, I wrote down just the one line, coming of age. Uh I wrote again because I, I love oh, to put when why. King talks about foreshadowing, and I put it in here again. I did the reason why I wrote down coming of age is because mine how he talks to how he opens up to it with Jake is different in your book. Is it? Yes. Um, For I would hear more of that. He said. It says uh, he asked the gunsling almost shyly about his coming of age, and it says, "For I would hear more of that." He said. The gunslinger had been leaning with his back against the handle, a cigarette from his dwindling supply of tobacco. The man never seems to run out of tobacco. Yeah. I mean, he's had like an infinite supply <laughs> of tobacco. Uh, clamped at his lips, he'd been on the verge of u- of his usual unthinking sleep when the boy had asked the question. Why would you... Why would thee still to know that? Why would thee still to know that? What is what? Why would the sill to know that? I don't know. That's Originally, it was, why would you want to know that? Yeah. I like that better. <laughs> he asked, amused. The boy's voice was curious and stubborn, as if hiding embarrassment. I just would. And after a pause, he added, I always wondered about growing up. I bet it's mostly lies. No. This one, he just flat out says, it's mostly lies. <laughs> now, uh, what does Roland say to him? All right, this be on my next page. Okay. So, I'm trying to see where else. Right, just the bottom, yeah. Uh, what would you hear? You'd. What would you hear of wasn't my. Gr- what the. What you'd hear of wasn't my growing up, the gunslinger said. I suppose I did the first of that not long after. What thee'd hear of. Weird wording here. Uh, when you fought your teacher, Jake said remotely. That's what I want to hear. Orlin nodded. Yes, of course. The day he had tried the line. That was a story any boy might want to hear. All right. My real growing up didn't start until after my da sent me away. I finished doing it at one place and another along the way, he paused. I saw a not man hung once. This? That? Mm. Okay. 
So, how this one goes is, why would you want to know that? And then he said, I just do. I always wondered what about growing up. It's mostly lies. It wasn't growing up, the gunslinger said. I never grew up all at once. I did it one place and another along the way. I saw a man hung once. That was part of it, though I didn't know it then. I left a girl in a place called Kingstown 12 years ago. That was another part. I never knew any of the parts when they happened. Only later, I knew that. He realized with some unease that he was avoiding. I suppose the coming of age was part two, he said almost grudgingly. It was formal, almost stylized, like a dance. He laughed unpleasantly, like love. Love and dying have been my life. The boy said nothing. It was necessary to prove oneself in battle, the gunslinger began. And that's how mine starts. I kind of like that better than how he's put it here. It just seems like he tells more. He explains how growing up was in parts, not just all at once, not just one defining moment. And that one just kind of like, eh, I'll just skip a bit. Well, it just, it just says it differently in a kind yes. of an odd way. A not man, I don't understand. You could feel him but couldn't see him. Jake nodded, seeming to understand. He was invisible. Roland raised an eyebrow. He had never heard the word before. Do you say so? Yes. Then let it be so. In any case, there were folks who didn't want me to do it, felt they'd be cursed if I did it. But the f- fellow had gotten a taste for rape. Do you know what that is? Yes, Jake said. And I bet an invisible guy would be good at it, too. How did you catch him? That's a tell for another day. Knowing he would would be no other day. Both have been knowing two years after that he felt the girl in a place called Kingstown. It's just This, like, really expands what you did in a very short period. It just, there's a whole lot here. I just felt like this was more effective. I agree. I agree with you completely. <laughs> I felt this was unnecessarily. Yes. Like, it just, it it draws it out, but not in a, I would say, a good way. I agree. Like, it just, it's, why, why do we need to know about the Invisible Man? Like, what? That adds they, nothing to I this. I guess it just, they want us to know that there are more weird, strange things out there besides succubus and vampires, and I don't know. Because, yeah, it eventually gets to, I mean, I never knew any of the parts when it happened. Yeah. Only later did I know that. He realized that with some of these, he was avoiding what he want, what yeah. the boy wanted to hear. I suppose the coming of age was part of it. Part of it. At that, he said, almost grudgingly, it was formal, almost stylized, like a dance. He laughed unpleasantly. The boy said nothing. It was necessary to prove oneself in battle. The gunslinger began. I don't know. It yeah, just, it's just it's like just yours that I felt. Like it. <laughs> like right there. Mine takes up literally like a page and a half. I don't know. It just... Sometimes saying less is more effective. I agree. Just to that the was point, said better and easier and quicker and just... This was just drawing out way too long. This didn't need to happen the way no. it did. But then we get to the story of Court and Roland and... Well, pretty much... It, it doesn't even start out with Court. It just starts out with Roland walking. Just aimlessly walking as a boy and that is one thing I did note but I don't think I noted it till later he is called the boy now he is not Roland he is not the gunslinger he is the boy I didn't know that at all yes. I didn't realize that at all yes I, I noted that was it, it's been three years since the cook incident Roland's now 14 yes I did write 14 years like, old huh. 
I'm glad they didn't change his age. You yeah. know? <laughs> well, I think that would... He couldn't do that. <laughs> Roland may... I mean, Jake, maybe. Roland, no. The, the whole point is his age. Yeah. Changing that would not have been good. Um, mine's yeah, not until the next page, so... Yeah. But yeah, he's pretty Please. much... He's just walking around town, heading towards... Or he walks through town. He's heading up into his... He's heading towards the roof. Yes. Let's just go with that. He's heading towards the yes. roof when he gets that, stopped. To have some alone time. Some alone let's time. go with that. And, yes, he's he's just passing by his mother's room just nonchalantly mm-hmm. when Martin stops him. Yeah. Because that's what I have next. Yeah. His conversation with Martin. Yay. Uh, Martin calls Roland. Your mother wants to speak to you. Yeah. Does she really, though? Does she really... But his mother did not seem to want to see him. She sat in a low-backed chair by the large window in the central parlor of her apartments, the one which overlooked into hot black stone of the central courtyard. She was dressed in a loose and formal gown and looked at the boy only once, a quick, glinting, rueful smile like autumn sun on stream water. During the rest of the interview, she studied her hands. Yeah, it's different. You I'm see, that's different. That's <laughs> They describe Martin very interestingly here. Does it have that in there? Which one? Them that right after he calls for him. See, he had to pass the door when a voice called him. You, boy. It was Martin, the counselor. Yes. He was dressed with a surprisingly upsetting casualness. Black whipcord trousers almost as tight as leotards. <laughs> and a white shirt. Open halfway down to his hairless chest. His hair was tousled. The only difference with mine is that it was Martin the Enchanter and he was dressed with a suspicious upsetting casualness. But otherwise, um, who who does that remind you of by chance? If you can bring the same person to mind that I'm thinking. What? Just his look. Nothing. The immediate when I read that the immediate first thing that came to mind was the labyrinth, David Bowie. Oh well, that, maybe the so. unbuttoned shirt, <laughs> the really tight pants. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree the with you. Now that you've thrown yeah. that out there. So now I'm gonna just picture Martin as David Bowie. Why not? Except I like David Bowie. Wait, well, of course, his character was kind of the same in the labyrinth. So. Yeah, he wasn't a good guy in the yeah. labyrinth. So you mean, we'll go with that. <laughs> come in, come in. Your mother wants to speak to you. He smiles about the In truth, his mother did not seem to want to speak to him. She sat in a low back chair with a large window in the central parlor of her apartment, the one which overlooked a hot blank stone of the central courtyard. Seems different. What? Maybe not. Oh. She was dressed in a loose informal gown, yeah. kept slipping from her shoulders. She looked at the boy only once, a quick, glinting, rueful smile, like autumn. Sun in a reel of water. During the interview which followed, she studied her hands rather than her son. So, I uh, wrote down the fourth. So, one, two, three, four. And it's because I don't believe it exists in the newer one. What doesn't? Um, you wrote down the four. What was I wrote down the fourth paragraph. Like, it said fourth P. And then, because um, it says, pretty much, he saw her seldom now. And then... He felt an amorphous fear and uncoalesced hatred for Martin, his father's right-hand man, 
or was it the other way around, was born. So pretty much that was when it started, is when he kind of got this weird feeling between the two of them, like, I, I think I know what's going on. But what's not in yours is, and of course, there had already been some backstreet talk, talk which he honestly thought he hadn't heard. Hmm. People knew things. It's still it's kind of getting around. It's that rumor. Yes. And I don't know why that was removed from the new one. Because that would make so much sense. Mm -hmm. If you're just walking through the towns and you're just hearing things like, Oh, you know, Martin gave like Gabrielle are just a little too close these days. Yeah, like, yeah. Or uh, you saw the way they danced at the ball, right? Like, Yeah, because yeah, this just goes... Uh, Hatred for Martin, his father, close to the fire, was born. Are you well, Ro? Yep. And that's exactly the line right after that. Hmm. Interesting she called him Ro. Yeah, that's true, too. Like, Aww, Roland's not our really... Little, our little Ro, Ro. Yeah, like, Roland's not particularly a long <laughs> name to begin with, and Ro is just kind of... It's just interesting. Uh, You're studying so it well? Yes. Vanny is pleased and corked her smell. Her mouth. Her mouth quirked a second name as if she had tasted something bitter. I'm trying, he said. They both knew he was not flashingly intelligent like Cuthbert, or even quick like Jamie. He was a plotter, a bludgeoned bludgeoner. Even Elaine was better at studies. And David? She knew his affection for the hawk. The boy looked up at Martin, still smiling paternally? Paternally. Paternally, sure. Down on his uh, past, past his prime, his mother seems to wince. For the moment, Martin's faith seemed to darken and grip her shoulder to, to tighten. She looked at the hot whiteness of the face. Blah, 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 blah. It's a charade, he thought. A game. Who is playing with whom? Yeah. So pretty much, she asks about his hawk, which, of course, this has been a while since we've heard from David. Or yeah. heard about David. This would be like three years later. Yeah. So it's like... This is an older bird now. Yeah. So, of course, instead of just going, having a casual conversation about it, he purposely looks at Mar Martin and says, past his prime. So it's like, ooh, so someone's, someone's getting a little snippy. <laughs> well, they get a little bit more snippy, a little bit further. Yes, that's my favorite part. Because <laughs> the next thing I have written down is interaction between Roland and Martin. <laughs> well, it's, you have the cut... You have a cut on your forehead, Martin said, still smiling, and pointed a neglected finger at the mark of Court's latest. Thank you for this instructive day. Bashing. Are you going to be a fighter like your father, or are you just slow? This time, she did wince. Both, the boy said. He looked steadily at Martin and smiled painfully. Even in here, it was very hot. Martin stopped smiling abruptly. You can go to the roof now, boy. I believe you have business there. My mother has not yet dismissed Ooh. me, bondsman. Right before that, this one says, But Martin had misunderstood, underestimated. They had been speaking in the low tongue, a parody of informal informality. But now the boy flashed into high speech. So, yeah. No, they took that away. Yeah. So, yes, it, it went from casual conversation to, uh-uh. No, I'm, I'm the son of a gunslinger. You're going to hear me. Yeah, I mean, this still has the same thing. That just makes it a lot more serious. <laughs> a lot more serious. Martin's face twisted as if the boy had lashed him with a quirk. 
The boy heard his mother's dreadful, woeful gasp. She spoke his name, but the painful smile reminded, remained intact on the boy's face, and he stepped forward. Would you give me a sign of filthy bondsman? In the name of my fathers whom you serve. Martin stared at him, rankly unbelieving. Go, Martin said gently. Go and find your hand. Smiling rather horribly at the boy, the boy went. That's the, uh, another thing that was changed, is that with this one it says, As he closed the door and went back the way he came, he heard his mother wail. It was a banshee sound. Then he heard Martin's laugh. I believe in yours, he actually hits her. Yeah, and it says, and then, unbelievably, the sound of his father's man striking her and telling her to shut her quack. Yeah. And then... The- and then, yeah. he heard Martin's laugh. Yeah. And the boy continued to smile as he went to his, his test. test. Yeah. Nice. Well, this, this whole incident, which was purposefully derived this way, forces or makes Roland decide it's time. Yes, because if you haven't gathered it from just little little bits and pieces, is that in order to become a gunslinger, you have to defeat your teacher. So, in order to become a gunslinger, he has to go th- through this test with Court. Yes, this has to extremely him. serious test. It's pretty much almost a fight to the death. <laughs> you just, yeah. Until one wields. Yes. Like, if, you, if you wield to the other, it yields to the other one. Then, if the teacher yields, then you move forward as a gunslinger. If you yield, um, you are banished. Yes, you are exiled. Exiled. And if you decide not to take the test, you kind of just fade back into the woodwork. And you just are never heard from again. Yeah, you seem to get other jobs and do other things. Yes. But you're not a gunslinger. You've gone through all of this, which is a lot. Yes. So, the next thing I have written down is literally him in court talking. So, did you have anything before Yeah, that? I'm okay. somewhere right there as well. Main building screaming. Yeah, Jamie knew in a flash of intuition. Knew that what was to come. And his fear of ecstasy was torn between following Roland and going after the others. <laughs> what should I do? Should I go with Roland, maybe stop him? Or should I go get him all so we can watch? <laughs> Pretty much, like, uh, so what does he decide? Oh, we gotta go get the other guys. Yeah. Cuthbert, Elaine, Thomas, he screams. Sounded puny and thin at heat. They had known, all of them, in the intuitive, intuitive way of boys have, that Roland would be the first of them to try the line. But this was too soon. Yes. If you haven't gathered... Most people do not take this test until they're like 18. Yeah, they, they say somewhere in here. I don't yeah. know if I marked it or not, or it's a little bit it's later. five years too early. So if he's 14. Yeah, I know so. there's, again, there's actually a particular. Oh. There's a spot where he actually says, actually it's a little bit, it's a couple more pages. That's okay. what it is. But normal age for manhood is 18. His father did it at 16. Yes. So he was the youngest so far until... Roland. Yes. His father was the youngest until Roland. So pretty much you have Roland walking through town in just a complete dead stare. Like he's still smiling. He's just walking, heading towards courthouse, court's house. He kicks down the door. He does and yells for him. Because he 
Never been inside before. Yeah. And then pretty much he kicks the table, sending it across the room and into the counter. Mm-hmm. So not only does he kick down the man's door, he kicks the table. He kick everything, apparently. Yes. Yeah. Here was a public man's privacy. The faded refuge of a violent midnight... Corruptor. Corruptor, there we go. Who had loved the boys of three generations, roughly, and made them into gunslingers. So pretty much, it's like... He, he goes in, charges forward pretty much, he calls for court, and he hears shuffling, but he knows. He knows not to just walk straight in, yeah, like too far in, because he knows that as soon as he even got close to the house, court was already awake. Good old court. Court! He kicked the table, as we discussed. Yes. And then he says, court, I want you, bondsman. Bondsman. And now he spoke. The high speech. And Court swung the door open. He was dressed in thin underwear shorts. I don't even want to think about that in court. <laughs> a squat man with bow legs. <laughs> and scars from top to toe. Thick with twists of muscles. Bulging belly. That's a very nice description of Court. He's not a, he's not a, he's not a pretty man. Mm-hmm. Uh, saluted formally. Teach me no more, bondsman. Today I teach you. You're early. Pewler? Yeah. What does Pewler mean? What is <laughs> I that? can't remember. I wanted to say that I was going to write it down, but I didn't. There was mm. another word. He actually calls him in mine. Uh, see, I can't even say the word. Rinage? Rinage? See, it's not in yours. Instead of calling him... The entire time, like he, in when he's calling him, uh, okay, what's your say? At, we were right there when he says, you're five years early, I should judge. I will only ask you once, will you, what? what yours is, will you cry off? Yeah, because I was about three days. His court said casually, but he was spoken the high speech two, this is two years earlier at the very best. I should judge. Whoa. Yeah, mine says different, yeah. Not or said casually. Years early. But he spoke in the high speech two years earlier at the very best. I should judge. I will ask only once, will you cry off? I think, because this is comparing him to his father. Oh, okay, so. Yeah, two years earlier at the very best. Yes. The boy or, only, two years early yeah, at the very best. The boy only smiled his hideous, painful smile. For Court, who had seen the smile on a score of bloodied, scarlet-skied fields of honor and dishonor, it was answer enough. Perhaps the only answer he would have believed. It's too bad, the teacher said abruptly. You have been most promising pupil. The best in two dozen years, I should say. I will be sad to see you broken and set upon a blind path. But the world has moved on. Bad times are on horseback. Let's speak. Which question of bondsman do we recognize a commander by now? When he says that uh, court stood slow, okay, well, they have like a tradition, of course. He says, uh, I am your bondsman, boy. I recognize your command and bow to it now, if never again, with my heart. And then, of course, he kneels down in front of Roland, and Roland touches his throat and says, Rise, bondsman, in love. 
And then mine says, Court stood slowly, and there might have been pain behind the impassive mask of his reamed features. This is waste. I break my own oath and wait. But in the, that entire line, he's calling him something else that's not in yours, and I can't say the word. Yeah, this is this is this is waste. Cry off, you foolish boy! I break my oath. Cry off and wait. Yeah. The boy said nothing. See, it's pretty much means the same thing as cry off, but I can't. I like I don't I don't know how you renig renage. Uh, see, I was yeah. a renage. Renage. But yeah, I don't. I don't know the yeah, word. I don't. I was I like, going to look it up, but I like cry off yes, better. Yes, I do too. <laughs> yeah, cry off and wait. Very well. If you say, uh, the boy said nothing. Very well. If you say so, let it be so. Court's voice became dry and businesslike. One hour and the weapon of your choice. You will bring your stick. I always have. How many sticks have been taken from you, Court? Which was. Tantamount to asking? How many boys have entered the square and beyond the great hall and returned as gunslinger apprentices? No stick will be taken from me today, Court said slowly. I regret it. There's only one, there's only once, boy. The penalty for over-eagerness is the same as the penalty for unworthiness. Can you not wait The boy recalled Martin standing over him, the smile, and the sound of the blow from behind the door. No. Very well. What is your weapon of choice? The boy said nothing. Court's smile showed a jagged ring of teeth. Wise enough to begin. In an hour, you realize you will be probably never seen. You will in all probably never see your father, your mother, or your cob babies again. I know what exile means, Roland said softly. So, yes, so pretty much the next scene opens up with him going to the barn. Yep. And his talk with David. Good old the David. Hawk. Um, did you have anything in that specific one? Yeah, it just is a little quote yeah. about what Court has said, which I don't know where it is in here. It was an old Hawk. Just that you couldn't uh, friend a Hawk. Uh-oh. Uh oh. The boy began to stroke David very carefully. Court most probably would not have believed it if he had seen it, but Court did not believe the boy's time had come either. I think you die today, he said, continuing to stroke. I think you will be made sacrifice, like all those little birds we trained you on. Mm -hmm. Do you remember? No? It doesn't matter. After today, I am the hawk. David stood on his arm, silent and unblinking, indifferent to his life or death. But above that it was, you cannot friend a hawk, they said, unless you are a hawk yourself, alone and only a sor- I can't sort sort I can't say the word for some reason. Sorgener in the land, without friends or the need of them. The hawk pays no coinage to morals. Oh, this is to love or morals. Yeah. David was an old hawk now. The boy hoped that he himself was a young one. <laughs> You are old, the boy said reflectively, and perhaps not my friend. Even a year ago, you would have made my eyes, you would have had my eyes instead of that little string of meat. Isn't it so? Court would laugh. But if we get close enough, which is it, bird? Age or friendship? David did not say. The boy hooded him and found the jesses, which were looped in the end of David's perch. They left the barn. And so it begins. And so it begins. 
It's kind of like, uh, do you, like those are birds who train young, yeah, you were further. It doesn't matter. After the day, I am the hawk, and each year, and each year on this day, I'll shoot the yeah. sky in your memory. Yeah. I don't think I you do that. I think you just let that be. Be like, uh, do something, but probably not waste your ammo. I mean, <laughs> just, just a thought. But uh, the next thing I have written down is the description of the courtyard as far as which ends go to which places. Yeah. I can throw that out there because the next thing I have is not for another page or so. Okay. So what I had written down is that pretty much they described the courtyard how the teacher comes in at one end and behind him is pretty much the town. The just the kingdom, however you want to call it. And if you pass through there, you're a gunslinger. Where the, ch- where the student comes through from the opposite end is back, like there's fields and roads and other towns and everything behind them. And so pretty much where you end up at the end of this battle is where you go. If you defeat your master, you get to walk where he came in at and head towards the kingdom. If you lose, you pretty much turn around, sulk back to where you came in as a student and have to just keep on walking until you're done. Don't have a choice. Yeah. That's that's exile. Exile. And it's fifty yards, I believe. It's a fifty yard court. But that's pretty much all I have until uh, the battle. So yeah, my next one is about what we talked about earlier, the age of mana. Each end was usually clogged with tense speculators and reluctants, for the ritual was usually forecast with great accuracy. Eighteen was ah. a common age. Those who had not made their tests by the age of 25 usually slipped into obscurity as freeloaders unable to face the brutal, all-or-nothing fact of the field and the test. So that's what happened to me. I just didn't become a gunslinger. Yeah. We also didn't get our letters to Hogwarts either, but... <laughs> The crying shame. Uh, but on this day, there was none but Jamie DeCurry, Cuthbert Allgood, Alan Johns, and Thompson Whitman. They clustered at the boys' end, gape mouthed, and frankly terrified. Your weapon, stupid, Cuthbert hissed in agony. You forgot your weapon. <laughs> I don't think you did. <laughs> I have it, the boy said dimly. He wondered if the news of his lunacy had reached yet the central building to his mother and to Martin. His father was on a hunt, not due back for days. And in this he felt a sense of shame, for he felt that in his father he would have found understanding, if not approval. Has court come? Court is here. And so he is. So he is. And my next one is on the next page. So pretty much it just starts oh. out with, they have the, once again, their tradition, things they have to say. It said, he began the litany, which all of them, chosen by the blind blood of their fathers, had known since early childhood, learned against the day when they would perchance become men. Have you come here for a serious purpose, boy? I have come for a serious purpose, teacher. Have you come as an outcast from your father's house? I have so come, teacher, and would remain outcast until he had bested court. If court bested him, 
he would re remain outcast forever. Have you come with your chosen weapon? I have so come, teacher. What is your weapon? My weapon is David, teacher. See, this, the, the, see there's an actual line here. What is your weapon? This was the teacher's advantage. Oh, I just skipped it. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I didn't know. There's so many things that are changed. I did not know. Yes, that My was the teacher's advantage, yeah. Uh, court halted only briefly. He was surprised and very likely confused. This was good. Might be good. So then have you at me, boy. I do. And whose name? In the name of my father. Say his name. Stephen's chain. Of the line of Eld. Be swift then. Yeah, they... Once again, in the older books, they don't really say the name of his parents that much at all. So that line was completely omitted. Or added to yours. It, the online this... says this. So then you ha... Court halted only briefly... So then, have you have you at me, boy? I do. Be swift then. Oh, so they still care about the father, even yes. though that they use this the line in the name of your father. Yes. All the time. Yep. You don't actually want to say his name. The boy sighed, fluttering like birds as their compatriots stepped to meet him. My weapon is David, teacher. More of my little thing. It's on the next page. See what I see at the top. So, oh yeah. <laughs> now he okay. His tracks. He saw old warrior's eyes drop to the bird and widen with surprise and slow drowning comprehension. Now he understood. Oh, you little fool! <laughs> Court nearly groaned and Rowling was suddenly furious that he should have should, he should be spoken to so. At help! He cried, raising his arm, and David flew like a silent brown bullet. Stubby wings pumped once, twice, three times, before crashing the court's face, talons searching, beak digging, red drops flew up into the hot air. That's a pretty intense battle. Yes. And David does so much. I know. Holy shit. Like, the entire, like, literally, you have, you have a raptor. You have a bird of prey clinging to your face. <laughs> I don't know how Court just continues. I would, well... <laughs> I mean, he does. He, he does remarkably well with this pretty bird. Pretty much, this bird is tearing at his bad eye. Mm -hmm. And what is the only thing he can think to do? He grabs his staff, which we forgot to really ex describe Court's stick. It is spiky on one end, and then on the other end, it's flat like a spatula. Pretty much. So, he literally takes the spatula end and starts beating his own face. It's got to hit the bird. Yeah. He beat his own face three times, biceps flexing mercilessly. David fell away, broken and twisted. One wing flapped at the ground frantically. His cold predator's eyes stared fiercely into the teacher's bloody streaming face. Court's bad eye now bulged blindly from its socket. And during this time, Roland took the time to advance, pretty much. So yeah. he's advanced on him, and the, it, he delivers a kick to Court's temple, connecting solidly. Which it says, it should have ended it. Yes. And it really should have. A kick like that from someone else they're doing, it should have ended it. Oh, but yeah. it didn't, of course. But it did not. For a moment, Court's face went slack, and then he lunged, grabbing the boy's foot. Yeah, so someone grabs your foot, obviously Roland skips back a bit, trips over himself, falls on his back, and Court's already on his feet, just ready to go at him. Oh, yeah. 
Hope was ready to fall him and finish it. Roland had lost his advantage, and both of them knew it. For a moment, they looked at each other, the teacher standing over the pupil with gouts of blood pouring from his left side of his face. His bad eye now closed except for the thin slit of white. There would be no brothels for court this night. No, 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 he's not doing well. <laughs> Something ripped jackily at the boy's hand. It was David, tear, tearing blindly at whatever he could reach. Both wings were broken. It was incredible that he still lived. The boy grabbed him like a stone, unmindful of the jabbing, diving beak that was taking the flesh from his wrist uh, in ribbons. As Clark flew at him, all spread eagle, the boy threw the hawk upwards. Hey, or hi David. Hi. Kill. And then Court blotted out the sun and came down on top of him. Well, <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do, so... Pretty much, the bird was caught between them, once again tearing at Court's face. This time, it had hooked its talon into his ear. Yeah, and... Court's uh, Meanwhile, Roland, of course, is trying to do what he can not to get injured. And, you know, he it says he flailed against the tree of Court's neck in three hard chops. It was like hitting ribbed stone. So, Court's fist struck against the bird once, breaking its back. Again, at the neck, uh, again, and the neck snapped away at a crooked angle, and still the talon clunged. There was no ear now, only a red hole tunneled into the side of Court's skull. The third blow sent the bird flying, at last, clearing Court's face. And the, the bird's dead. Okay. The bird's very the, dead the at this point. The bird's very dead, and the, what does Roland take this time to do? Just give him a clear, you know, pretty much, you know, just upward thrust to the nose. Yep, 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 yep. The moment was clear. The boy brought the edge of his hand across the bridge of his teacher's nose, using every bit of his strength and breaking the thin bone, blood sprayed. But, you know, that still doesn't stop Court. He's, of course it doesn't. This he, man he's is tough. Pretty, yeah, he's pretty much like, he, he's kind of looking for a stick. All the way, found court stick, and rose to his knees. Which was my very next note, finally. We got to it. Just him getting the stick, finally. Yeah. Which it still isn't done. No. Court just got up on his own knees and was just... he. Mine, I don't know if yours said the same thing, but mine says, His face was contained with gore. Oh, his face was curtained with gore. The one seeing eye rolled madly in its socket. The nose was smashed over to a haunted, leaning angle. Both cheeks hung in flaps. Well, there we go. The warrior's face was curtained with gore. It says the old warrior's face was curtained with gore. The one seeing eye rolled fiercely in its socket. The nose was smashed over in a haunting, leaning angle. Both cheeks hung okay. in flaps. Yeah. I wasn't sure if that stayed the, the same. The boy held the man's stick like a grand... Uh, Grand Point's player making for a pitch in the rawhide of the rawhide bird. I didn't mind. Just says the boy held a stick like a baseball player waiting for the pitch. <laughs> yeah, this doesn't say to go with that particular metaphor. Uh, Court double fainted, then came directly at him. Roland was steady, not fooled in the slightest by this last trick, which both knew was a poor one. The ironwood swung in a flat arc, striking Court's skull with a. Dull, thudding noise. Court fell on his side, looking at the boy with lazy, unseeing expression. 
A tiny trickle of spit came from his mouth. Yield or die, the boy said. His mouth was filled with wet cotton. The court smiled. Nearly all consciousness was gone, and he would remain tended in the cottage for a week afterward, wrapped with blackness of coma. I yield, gunslinger. I yield, smiling. Court's clear eye closed. And so that's pretty much like Roland's like, uh, so he kind of like bends down and starts shaking him. <laughs> like, uh, you're not supposed to actually die. No, no, no. Court's eyes closed. It was shook gently. Persistence. Yes. Again, he needed the key. the key. Yep, the key. The key, the gunslinger said. My birthright, teacher. I need it. So, before we move on with that little note... There is one thing I'd like to point out, because you had said you hadn't mentioned it, or you hadn't noticed it while you were reading. So, this entire story, Roland has been the boy. And as soon as Court said, I yield, gunslinger, I yield, smiling, it changes to, the gunslinger shook him gently. Mm -hmm. So he is now, he is now transformed from the boy to the gunslinger. Mm -hmm. I just thought that was a really cool change. Like, it was consistent. Like, the boy, the boy, the boy, the boy. And then suddenly, as soon as he yields, he is a gunslinger. I thought that was he, really cool. Because he is. I know, but it was... That's the whole point. It was a cool. It was a nice addition yeah. that... Not really necessary, and I didn't even pay attention to. But, yes, it was very cool that they actually did that. Because what was my next thing? I've got two little notes. Oh. Read the bottom. Like, is it the bottom here? Horton Woodward. Mine, mine was quartz council. That the was key. the next thing I had. Oh yeah, so yeah, pressing I feared. Yeah, the key. Stupid. And yet you, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, is your need so fearsome then? Court muttered, as if in his sleep, so pressed. I, I feared so. So much need should have made you stupid, and yet you won. The key, the hawk, was a fine ploy, a fine weapon. How long did it take you to train the bastard? <laughs> I never trained David. I friended him. The key. So he really wants that key. Oh, he does. Yeah, the key is pretty much one. They they get their guns. Mm -hmm. It's not the sandalwood grip guns that his dad has, but it's just the training guns, the apprentice guns. And this last little thing, which is my next one. Mm. Here we go. I teach you no more, Gunslinger. You have surpassed me. And two years younger than your father. Who was the youngest? But let me counsel. What, impatiently? Wipe that look off your face, <laughs> maggot. In surprise, Roland did as he was bid. Although being uh, crotched hidden behind his face or whatever. Court nodded, then whispered a single word. Wait. What? The effort it took for the man to speak lent the words great emphasis. Let the word and the legend go before you. There are those who will carry both. His eyes flickered over the gunslinger's shoulder. Fools, perchance, let your shadow grow hair on its face. Let it become dark. He smiled grotesquely. Given time, words may even enchant an enchanter. Do you take my meaning, gunslinger? Yes, I think I do. Will you take my last counter as your teacher? So, what did you think of that? Like, what what did you think Court was talking about? You need to grow up a little bit. <laughs> I don't think so. 
What do you, what do we have? What do, you, what do we have? Okay. So what I got of that is that because he's saying let your shadow grow hair on its face is I'm thinking he means that instead of going directly to get the guns, directly to go face Martin, let Cuthbert and them run around like telling the rumors of how, you know, Roland has at this age already taken the test, already defeated court. Let it spread around town. Let it get to Martin that right after they talked, he went and literally became a gunslinger at his age. And by doing that, kind of rattle him a bit before just walking in and being like, hey, look, I have guns. Court doesn't know anything about Martin in this whole incident. I think Court picks up on more than he thinks. Okay, you are, not in your book, apparently, but in my book, once again, rumors are already going around the town. Court pretty much lives in a brothel, okay? <laughs> so... You trying to tell me he knows what's going yeah, on? I'm pretty sure he knows what's going on, and just that line, given in times, words may even enchant an enchanter. Yeah, maybe. I, I highly, I, I'm going to go with... I really think that's what he's talking about. Because otherwise, he would have just said, like, hey, wait till you have hair on your face. Wait till... But he's... Well, they speak in mystery, okay? <laughs> it was cooler that way. But yes, uh, I did like the right after that. It said, the gunslinger rocked back on his heels, a hunkered thinking posture that foreshadowed the man. Because we, we see that posture so many times throughout this book. Him just hunkered down on his, like, just kind of leaned back, just sitting there. And then for some reason, I skipped like two pages. <laughs> My next one. Um, so, unless you have anything else. Nope, mine was Court's last cancel. Well, uh, pretty much his answer to that was, I will bury my hawk tonight, teacher, and later go into Lower Town to inform those in the brothels that will wonder about you. You won't be here tonight. Yeah. You're going to be in a coma for the next week. You ain't going to be around. Yeah. And then, pretty much, he does his first orders as a gunslinger. He tells two of his friends to go get nurses and then tells another one to, you know, start preparing things and then Cuthbert, of course. You goddamn horse, Rover. You haven't left enough meat for the rest of us to pick off the bone. And then he goes to bury his hawk and Cuthbert asks, Shall I help you with the hawk? Cuthbert asked. Yes, the gunslinger said. That would be lovely, Bert. 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 But yes, so he left his friends to pick up Court's pieces. <laughs> well, he the nurses came. They helped Court. And the gunslinger went into town for the first time as a gunslinger and found himself a woman. Yeah, but I have to write this down because I've written down every I, single I know. <laughs> Right, exactly. I had to. Downstairs and far away, someone was playing Hey Jude. <laughs> Ragtime. <laughs> uh, I just thought it was interesting. Once again, that darn song just pops back up. It's 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 catchy. It's, it's a popular. catchy tune. So pretty much my next thing is the story ends like he just pretty much, it says the gunslinger did not of course tell the boy all of it. Um, and it says, are you asleep? And he said, no. Did you understand what I told you? Understand it? The boy asked with cautious scorn. Understand it? Are you kidding? No, but the gunslinger felt defensive. He had never told anyone about his coming of age. And it said, um, Of course the hawk had been a perfectly acceptable weapon, yet it had been a trick, too. 
and a betrayal, the first of many. Am I readying to throw this boy at the man in black? I understood it, the boy said. It was a game, wasn't it? Do grown men always have to play games? Does everything have to be an excuse for another kind of game? Do any man grow up, or do they only come of age? You don't know everything, the gunslinger said, trying to hold his slow anger. No, but I know what I am to you. And what is that? The gunslinger asked tightly. A poker chip? The gunslinger felt an urge to find a rock and brain the boy. Instead, he held his tongue. Go to sleep, he said. Boys need their sleep. And in his mind, he heard Martin's echo. Go, go and find your hand. He sat stiffly in the darkness, stunned with horror and terrified for the first time in his existence of anything, of the self-loathing that might come. Yeah, there's a couple of little small changes. Like you said, um, the gunslinger trying to hold his anger slowly. You're just a boy. But then we're trying to your Now it also says uh, the gunslinger felt an urge to find a rock and brain the boy. Instead, he spoke calmly. Oh, okay. <laughs> But no, uh, the one thing I had written down was the whole betrayal thing, the whole uh, using David as a trick, pretty much. And then he said, am I readying to throw this boy at the man in black? So this is a little bit different. And it uh, says, uh, first of many, yeah, yet it had been a trick and a betrayal, the first of many. And tell me, am I really preparing to throw this boy? It's a different wording. At the man in black? Yeah. Instead of readying, Re- ready, ready, I can't, whatever. Preparing. Readying. Readying. It's preparing. Preparing. Same thing. I don't know why I changed it, but. Prepare yourself. So the next thing I have is on the next page, but pretty much the conversation's over. We are back to their travel. We're back to their travel and to the slow mutants. Yes. The slow mutants finally come into play. Yes. Like towards the end of this chapter. Which is one of the questions we had at the very end of our last one was, what were the slow mutants? You were thinking zombies. I was thinking, I don't remember what I was thinking. I was just thinking they were mutated people because of all the animals and stuff that were mutated. So it's kind of... I don't even, I don't even, just, just have to, I'm still not really sure what they are. <laughs> uh, it says... The greenness was a face, and the face was abnormal. Above the flattened nose was an insectile node of eyes, looking at them expressionlessly. But, so, we know that they have, like, more than, you know, more eyes than they need. Um, I'm pretty sure it described one of them as having, like, tentacle arms. Um, Yes. The face was that of a starving idiot. The faint, naked body had been transformed into a knotted mess of tentacular limbs with suckers. So we don't know what they are. They're just mutated know. people that glow. I don't, I don't know what they are. I don't know what they are. <laughs> They've been exposed to much radiation. Instead of turning the Hulk, they turn into this. <laughs> but yes, they're glow-in-the-dark people. Pretty. I love that. Uh, Roland says, they're scared of us. I know. As they attack. They're they're probably just as frightened as, uh, of us as we are of, and then bam. See, I don't think they'll bother us. They're probably just as frightened as we are of, then one <laughs> of the forms breaks free and stumbles towards them. The face wasn't starving in it, but yeah. One of the tentacles pot across the platform. So yes, they have tentacles. Yeah. Not, they're not, but they're also not very scared of you either. They're, they're coming after you pretty well. 
That one went down pretty easy, though. Just one bullet to the head. Okay, the bottom of the next page is something else I want to bring up, because they finally bring it up. Pumped steadily, but did not increase his speed. The slow mutants could smell their terror. He knew that... But he doubted if the terror alone would be enough to motivate them. He and the boy were, after all, creatures of the light. And whole, how would... No, how they must hate us, he thought, and wondered if they had hated the man in black in the same way. He thought not, or perhaps he had passed among them only like a shadow of the dark wing of the greater darkness. Which is actually not what I was looking for at all. <laughs> but still interesting. Oh, this has got to be it. Oh, yeah. He says, you may have to pump for me, the gunslinger said. Can you? Yes. Then be ready. The boy stood close to him, and the body poised. His eyes took in the slow mutants, only the past traveling to see. Why can't. Oh, finally, it's the bottom of this phrase. <laughs> the boy assumed a. a psychic bulge of terror, as if his very id. Yes. had somehow sprung out through his pores to form a shield. Yeah. If he had the touch, the gunslinger reasoned that that. Was not impossible. The touch. Finally. Bringing up the touch. Finally talking about maybe he would be versed in the touch. Yes. Which they just don't bring up anywhere else in the book. No. Um, my next thing was pretty much, so they're sitting there trying to pump the hand cart along and one of them grabs Jake's leg. Yes. And there's like a tug of war going on. And I have it written down because I think it was a slightly different, like slightly said different in yours. But it said um, the hand car was slowing down. The others began to close in. The lame, the halt, the blind. Perhaps they only looked for a Jesus to heal them, to raise them Lazarus-like from the darkness. It's the end for the boy. The gunslinger thought with perfect coldness. This is the end he meant. Let go and pump, or hold on and be buried. The end for the boy. Well, I'm trying to figure out where you are exactly. They even compare this. Um, we were talking about the... You Like, pretty much right after you were talking about the id, like the psychic id. You went to the next page, okay. because I read and all that. The slow mutants, which I just saw on yours. Go down. Um, it's the end for the boy. Oh, it's way down here. No wonder I hadn't gotten that far. <laughs> Slowing down, the others began to close in. The lame, the halt, the blind. Perhaps they were looking for Jesus to him to raise the Lazarus from the darkness. It's the end of the boy, the gunslinger thought, with perfect coldness. There is, an, there is the end he meant. Let it go and pump or hold on and be buried. The end of the boy. Okay, so it is the same. He gave a tremendous yank on the boy's arm and shot the mutant in the belly. For one frozen moment, its grip grew even tighter and Jake began to slide off the edge again. Then the dead mud mitts loosened and the slow muty fell on its face behind the slowing handcart, still grinning. I thought you'd leave me, the boy said, sobbing. I thought, I thought. Hold on to my belt, the gunslinger said. Hold on, just as tight as you can. Uh, and then they have to come to a stop. 
Yes, because the mutants have put rocks on the track, so it's e it's either you crash, you stop, and one of you gets off to move the rocks, exactly. or you just make a stand. And what she has to convince Jake <laughs> that he has to be the one to move these rocks. Yeah. I can't give you a gun. I can't give you a gun, and I can't move the rocks and shoot too. You have to get down. But she does. Yeah. Roland does his thing because Roland's awesome with that gun. Oh yeah. It's amazing how he can never seem to shoot the man in black. He tries. He tries. He tries. Magic. Magic. Something along those lines. <laughs> yeah, mine's up for a couple more pages. Yeah, so. mine isn't either. So pretty much, just to speed through this, he's sitting there throwing rocks, things are getting closer, Roland's just shooting them down, until finally it's cleared, and, you know, Jake jumps back on, and they move on their merry way. Yep. And my very next thing is, like, the bottom of one of these pages, they're gone, the boy said timidly. Yeah. The words ripped from his mouth like the wind. You can slow down now. We left them behind. The gunslinger did not hear. They careened onward into the strange dark. Yes, so pretty much uh, Roland's on adrenaline rush. He's pumping, 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 pumping and even though like Jake's like, dude, you can slow down, he, he doesn't. And See, Yours don't have these. I recognize the old one. Yeah. The like numbered in-betweens yeah. that breaks things up. Yeah. Because this one goes from 11 to just one line. Yeah. Then 12. Yeah, mine is but the gunslinger did not hear. They careened onward into the strange dark. Then on the next page, they went on three periods of waking and sleeping without incident, and then a gap, and then the next. Yeah, this is, they went on for three days without yeah. incident. Days. Three more days on this cart. Well, that, it, they called three periods of waking, so we don't know if it's days, hours, anything. They say days right here. Yes, okay. and it's, in, it's days. Days. Uh, days. It says days right here. Shut we it. have to listen to the book. The book says days. Yes, in parentheses. <laughs> Not parentheses. Uh, what the fuck? Close but then it immediately follows up. During the fourth bed. period of waking. Yeah. Uh, and it says halfway through, three quarters, they did not know. You only that they weren't tired enough yet to stop. Yes, they saw a light. Yep, they reached the light, but not day. The end, the boy said tightly. It's the end. Not quite, but kind of close. We're getting there. Yep, they reach a... What would you call it? A terminal? I guess, it, like, I, Jake describes it as, like, a subway station. Yeah, he says like subway. Like an underground subway station, so... He was a because uh, I thought this was pretty interesting too. Written above were series of characters in various languages. The gunslinger presumed, uh, presumed, he was astonished to find that he could read the last one. It was an incident. I mean, an accident. No? Ancient. Ancient. God, Stefan, you can't <laughs> read. An ancient root of high speech itself, and said, "Track ten to surface and points west." All things point. Inside bright other trucks met with merged through a series of switches, and some of the traffic landers were still working flashes. They rolled between the residents' peers, blah blah blah. The gunslinger, hard blah blah blah. It's, it's like a subway, subway, the boy said. Subway. Never, Never mind. mind. <laughs> you wouldn't know what I'm talking about. 
I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. Yeah, that's not on there. <laughs> <laughs> I just, never mind, and then he just climbs up onto the... Uh, they go a little bit further in detail in this one. So, next thing you know, it's like, he's like, uh, hey, hey. And then he they pretty much go over to, like, a magazine stand, and there's a mummy. There is a mummy. Mummy. Which I thought was interesting. I'm like, God, could you have explained a little bit more what was on that paper? What? The mummy's holding a paper. Isn't he? Uh, I wrote that down. I think might not. On the mummy's lap, there was an ancient, perfectly preserved newspaper on That's the mummy's lap, yeah. which crumbled to dust when the gunslinger attempted to look at it. Why did you just want to know what was going yes, on? Yes, I want to know what was going on with that paper. I, I, would, I would be very interested to see what that newspaper said in this time, kind of when it was from. That would have been really cool. There, I, I did note a difference between the two versions. Yours talks about the old, like the old people doing this or the old people having a war. Perfectly preserved newspaper. Yeah, it says, yeah, the mummy's face was like an old... Nope, triple nope. definition. I think, it was, I think it's a little farther. It might be gas. Oh, right here, yeah. Gas, the gunslinger. Because, yeah, it went flesh into the mummy's mouth, a gold tooth wrinkled there. Gas, the gunslinger murmured. The old people made a guess that would do this. Or so Vanny told us. The one who taught uh, taught from books. Yes, he. I bet these pe- old people fought wars with it. The boy said darkly, killed other people, old people with it. I'm sure you're right. Yeah, see, that's the one thing it doesn't. It just says, gas, the gunslinger murmured. They used to be able to make a gas that would do this. They fought wars with it, the boy said darkly. Yes. So, see, the, the reason why I wrote that down is because... I wanna I wanna say it comes back later. Like later on. Not I don't know. I'll, Maybe it's possible. i I will just keep that yeah. note in my head. <laughs> Not too much further along. I've got another little piece that I thought I just liked. Yeah. Mine goes mine's not until uh Jake makes his stand, so I think that's where I'm at too. Oh, okay. The boys, well, which for me, we were here, it's here. Oh, okay. Mine It's not is- really that far. Yeah, mine is like two two or three lines down, so... Yeah, because, yeah, mm, we better go on, he said, and started towards track 10, and they handcarded again. But the boy stood rebelliously behind him. Not going. <laughs> the gunslinger turned back, surprised. The boy's face was twisted and trembling. You won't get what you want until I'm dead. I'll take my chances by myself. So finally, it's like he he had this kind of thought... Before they did all this, before they went into the mountain, Roland's like, just just go then. And Jake's like, I can't. I pretty much have to go with you. And now he's finally just going through this journey. And he's like, never mind. I'm good. As we get closer. But you're I'm in the just... middle of a mountain. You can't do anything. And the saddest thing is that he's just like, okay. These next couple of lines. just uh, yeah, The gunslinger nodded non-communally. Hating himself for what he was going to do. Okay, Jake, he said mildly. Long days and pleasant nights. He turns around, walked across to the stone pyres, leaping easily down onto the handcart. You made a deal with someone, the boy screamed after him. I know you did. The gunslinger, not replying, 
Carefully put the bow in front of the T-post, raising the hand, fall, blah, blah, blah. The boy's fists were clenched, his features drawn in agony. How easily you bluff this young boy, the gunslinger told himself. Again and again, his wonderful intuition, his touch, has let, led him to this point. And again and again, you have led him on a, on past it. And how difficult could it be? After all, he has no friends but you. It's so, so sad. In a sudden, simple thought, almost a vision, it came to him that all he had to do was give it over, turn around, take the boy with him, make him the center of a new force. The tower did not have to be obtained in this humiliating, nose-rubbing way. Let it come after the boy had a growth of years, when the two of them could cast the man in black aside like a cheap wind-up toy. Surely, he thought cynically, surely. He knew with sudden coldness that going backward would mean death for both of them. Death or worse, entombment with the living dead behind them. Decay of all the faculties. With, perhaps, the guns of his father living long after both of them. Kept in rotten splendor as totems not unlike the unforgotten gas pump. Show some guts, he told himself falsely. He reached for the handle and began to pump it. The hand car moved away. Yeah. From these stone pyres. But see, where you said the living dead, mm-hmm. it says entombments with these slow mutants behind oh. them. Well, there you go. Go and use that word again, slow <laughs> mutants, instead of the living dead. They're pretty much living dead. And of course, the boy screamed, wait, and began running on the diagonal toward where the hand car would emerge toward the darkness ahead. The gunslinger had an impulse to speed up, to leave the boy alone, yet at least with an uncertainty. Instead, he caught him as he leaped. The heart beneath the thin shirt thrummed and fluttered as Jake clung to him. It was like the beat of a chicken's heart. It was very close now. They left out the chicken heart thing. <laughs> it's just clung to him. The end was very close. Yeah, I wrote yeah. down chicken heart. I was like, huh, that's, a, that's, that's an interesting way to describe it. Like the beat of a chicken heart. Ah, hmm. oh, Roland. I know. What you're doing to him. You know. You know what you're doing. Oh, he knows. And that's the sad part. He knows what he's doing to to Jake. Uh, The next note I have is with when they finally... When they get to the area where it's like you can see that the ground has pretty much given way under the railing. Yeah, I think mine's almost there. It's. I just had some about Jake stopping him at some point to tell him that he needs to watch out because the what? tracks that they're walking on are falling apart. Oh, that's mine's before that then. Cause, uh, well, I'm not that far ahead. What? Well, I mean, we were there. I'm just right there. Oh. And there's just this piece. Well, uh, that's fossils. Unless I'm reading this wrong. What's that? Let's say. 199. It says 199. Isn't Middle. Well, it's right here. Oh, okay. Well, mine was, uh, it's the description of where they're at now, and then telling him to stop, stop for a minute, please. And... I, maybe I'm passionate. No, 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 I think that is what it is, because it says, stop the boy's dead. Okay. I was thinking of a different piece, well, but no, the, I got what you're talking no, about there. what he's doing is he's like, stop, stop for a minute, and so then he just lets the cart kind of coast to a stop. We'll go through, the boy said. Is that what he wants? For us to drive the hand car out over that and fall down? 
The gunslinger knew it was not, but said, I don't know what he wants. We're close now. Can't we walk? See, that was the difference between mine, is that Roland just tells him, we're gonna walk, and this one, Jake, actually asks, can we walk? Well, it says stop, the boy said. Stop for a minute, please. Unquestioningly, the yeah. gunslinger let the handcart come to a stop. Yeah, I skipped that part. See, you mean you're skipping. You're killing me here. <laughs> I can't sorry. keep up where you're at when you do stuff like this. Nothing. I thought that was interesting. A little thing. Bring. What's over here, though? The Simon Says. Ah. That. I don't don't remember if that was in this one. Okay, that's a private one. Yeah, because right here it says. It almost went on me, he said softly without emotion. There's a hole. Step over it if you don't want to take a quick trip to the bottom. Simon says, take one giant step. Yes, they completely added that in, because there's no Simon Says game in this one. But it's weird. It's only this, like, little piece. It's not much. It's just a little. It's odd. They even brought it up. Uh, That was a game the gunslinger knew, as Mother Says. Remember well from childhood games with Cuthbert, Jamie, and Elaine. But he said nothing, only stepped over. Go back, Jake said, unsmiling. You forgot to say, may I? Cry your pardon? But I think not. <laughs> the cross tie the boy had stepped on had given way almost entirely and flopped downward lazily, swinging on a rotten rivet. Upward still upward. It was a nightmare walk and so seemed to go on much longer than it did. So yes, pretty much they're crossing this... The ground has come up from under the railings. There's nothing beneath them. They're literally just kind of tracks going Just tracks essentially over nothing. So they're like trapeze artists right now crossing this thing. And of course, Roland's doing what you're not supposed to do. He kind of was like glancing down a bit, imagining just falling, everything falling apart, everything just... just gone and interesting this picture is here that doesn't make sense at all but it's it's like wouldn't you put this like towards the end i i don't know this is like a hint towards like i don't know it's interesting why um there's jake seems pretty cool about being a trapeze artist yeah he's 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 not really bothered by it three ties out here the boy said coolly i'm going to jump here here and i know that's yeah i know that was different in yours uh I, but the next line kind of just hurt, because it's like, Are you over? the gunslinger asked. Yes, the boy said remotely. Yar. <laughs> but it's very rotten. I don't think it will hold you. Me, but not you. Go back now. Go back now and leave me alone. His voice was hysterical, cold, but hysterical. The gunslinger stepped over the break. One large step did it. The boy was shuddering helplessly. Go back. I don't want you to kill me. For Christ's sake, walk, the gunslinger said roughly. It's going to fall down. The boy walked drunkenly now, his hands held out shudderingly before him, fingers splayed. They went up. It's a little different, this book. Yeah. Definitely a little there. It's a yar, the boy said, but it's very rotten. Like the ideas of certain people, maybe. Like hmm. I don't think you can hold any further than where you are now. Me, but not you. Go back, go back now, leave me alone. His voice is cold. There was a, a beating of the heart. Jumped back in the hind cart and Roland caught him. 
Uh, Gunslinger stepped over the brink. One large step did it. One giant step. Mother, may I? Yes, you may. The boy was shuddered helplessly. Go back. I don't want you to kill me. I have to switch over this little thing. <laughs> For the love of man, Jesus, walk. <laughs> Sorry. The gunslinger said roughly, is going to fall down for sure if we stand here palavering. There's those words. And then it goes to the the boy walk drunkenly now. Yeah. So, then we have the inevitable. Yeah, the f- finally confrontation. Which is the very bottom of this page for me. Yes, mine was not until pretty much they finally see the sun. They're heading yep. towards it. They're like getting hope, everything, and then suddenly just blackness appears in front of the, the, the light. hole. Yes. He looked up, startled, peering like a mole from its hole, and saw a silhouette filling the light, eating it up, allowing only chunks of mocking blue around the outline of shoulders and the fork of crotched. Hello, boys. Oh, God. The man in black voice echoed to them, amplified in the natural throat of stone. The sarcasm of his good cheer taking on mighty overtones. Blindly, the gunslinger sought the jawbone, but it was gone, lost somewhere, used up. Yeah, ripped. He laughed yeah. above them, and the sound crashed around them, reverberating like surf in a filling cave. The boy screamed and tottered, a windmill again, arms gyrating through the scant air, metal ripped. And thus we have, you know... Yeah, all, metal rip. Yeah. Hellbreaking. And slowed this. beneath them. The rails canted through a slow, dreamy twisting. The boy plunged. And one hand flew up like a ghoul in the darkness. Up, up. And then he hung over the pit. He dangled there. The dark eyes staring up at the gunslinger. And finally... No. In the final blind lost knowledge... Help me. Booming, racketing, no more games. Come now, gunslinger, or catch me never. All the chips on the table, every card up but one. The boy dangled a living tarot card. Mm-hmm. That was my next note. The hanged man. Yep. The ph- uh, Phoenician sailor, innocent lost and barely above the wave of Hestigian Sea. Wait then, wait a while. See, I know, I remember this being slightly different. This is, uh, wait then, wait a while. Do I go? His voice is so loud, he makes it hard to think. Help me. Help me, Roland. The trestle (laughs) had begun to twist further, screaming, pulling loose from itself, giving. Then shall I leave you? No. No, you shall not. The gunslinger's life carried him in a sudden leap. Breaking the paralysis that had held him, he took a true giant step above the dangling boy and landed in a skidding, plunging rush towards the light that offered the tower frozen on his mind's eye in the black, still life. Into sudden silence, the silhouette was gone. 
even the beat of his heart were gone, as the trestle settled further, beginning his final slow dance to the deaths, tearing loose. His hand finding the rocks, lightened lip of domination behind, uh, yep, behind him, in dreadful silence. The boy spoke from far beneath him. Go then, there are other worlds than these. Then the trestle tore away the whole weight of it. And as it was the gunsinger pulled himself through the light and the breeze of the river to the new car, yeah. he twisted his head back for a moment in the agony striving to be Janus. But there was nothing, only plummeting silence, for the boy made no cry as he fell. So that is the line of all lines. Another one of those ones that carries on throughout yes. forever. Go then, there are other worlds than these. Which will tie very much into the next book. But the what I thought you might like that they took away from that one is, do I go? Okay, wait then, wait a while. Do I go? The voice so loud he makes it hard to think. The power to cloud men's minds. In italicized, meaning it's something in Roland's head, it says, don't make it bad, take a sad song and make it better. <laughs> so once again, Hey Jude pops up. Ranger! That darn song. Yes. It, 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 it plagues these books. So yes, he, uh, Jake is now gone. He has followed the man in black out. Yep, he definitely does follow the man in black out. The fairy ball, man in black pushes his head away with the backs of both hands laughing. So he cries. Not an end. But the end of the beginning, eh? You progress, Gunslinger, you progress. Oh, how I admire you. Uh, the Gunslinger drew with blinding speed and fired twelve times. The gun flashes dimmed and the sun itself... Uh, the Gunslinger dimmed the, gun, the sun itself. And the pounding of the explosion slammed back from the rock-faced escarpments and behind them. Now, now, the man in black said, laughing. Oh, now, now, now. We make great magic together, you and I. You kill me no more than you kill yourself. He withdrew, walking backwards, facing the gunslinger, grinning and beckoning. Come, come, mother. May I? Yes, you may. The gunslinger followed him in the broken boots to the place of counseling. And then they have a lovely picture of David. Just kind of hanging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think at the Mother May I part sounded in there. Yeah. Yeah. Just... Mine is just so... Uh, now, the man in black said laughing, Oh, now, we make great magic together, you and I. You kill me no more than you kill yourself. And then he withdrew. Come, come, come. The gunslinger followed him in broken boots, the place of counseling. Yeah, it definitely adds a little place there. Yeah. Playing with that game again. <sighs> Which, that, that is the end of the chapter. That is, that is, God. That is one of the hardest chapters in this entire book. The next chapter will be The Gunslinger and the Man in Black. So. And it is 22 pages long. Yes, it's very short. And we finally get the information that Roland has been trying to gather for this entire book. Yes, we finally get there. Now, of course, I said at the beginning, oh, this one shouldn't be too terribly long. It's not a long chapter. There's not a whole lot goes on. We're rolling. I mean, we're sitting up almost two hours at this point. Uh, yeah, but 
I actually think this is going to be the longest one yet. I do think that even though that's the case, this was the chapter of all chapters in the book. Yes, Roland has been trying to get information, so that last chapter is very important. But this is the one that was foreshadowed from the beginning of the book. Yes, this is about Jake. This is about losing Jake. Again, essentially. We know he died once. He's yes. back to this world. Now he's, he's died again. Yes. The Man in Black, essentially, has killed him twice. Yes, he has pushed him from his world, and now... Caused him he to has fall caused... from this world. Yes, it's just... Poor, poor Jake. And it's like, no, Roland could not have done anything about the first time because Jake just appeared in his world, but Roland could have done something this time and did not. He chose the tower. He chose the man in black. He has to. I know he has to. He has to. to. But... It's the the most important thing to him. So many times he was told, you should go back. He himself said, I should go back. Jake told him... We should go back. And yet, each time he finds a reason why he has to go on. The tower. The tower. Fuck the tower. It's the most important thing to him. Period. Hands down. And by the end of this book, it is to you. Or this series, yes. it is to you that as well. Is, that is the one thing. Is that once... This book it was is a little bit difficult for people to get through. Just because of how it feels. But once you start the true adventure... You're obsessed with the tower. You have to know. More than anything, I cannot wait to get started into the second book. I love the second book. It is so good and so different from this book. I mean, all the stuff he adds in this helps it feel like the same world. Yes. It still makes it feel a lot more connected than the old one did. Uh, but it's still very different from the rest of the books. Yes. It's still very... It's just a desert, a town, a mountain. And that's it. That's the whole thing. It's just one walk. We encounter a boy. We encounter the man in black. That, and it's just very simple. This is a true or well, not an origin story. Origin probably not their best word no. for that, but but beginning. in the sense of yeah, it's 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 the beginning of a tale. Yes, it's not an but, origin story of Roland. And we do, we get some of that yeah. in here, but it is truly the beginning of a tale. We know about the gunslinger. We do. We learned a lot about the gunslinger. And we will he learn, became the gunslinger. We will learn a lot more in the time to come. But, but I believe that is it. We've got to go ahead and end it. We're again, rolling on almost two hours at this point. I, I think we've uh, we've gone through quite a bit yes. this time. I, 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 I think that this one needed it, though. I think Jake deserved it. <laughs> Jake deserved it. Jake deserved to be alive with us. But yes. Otherwise, I think that's it. Still waiting for that next book. God! We're, we're so close. There. We're, we're so close. There. So join us next time. Join us next time for the conclusion of the first book. And then the time after will finally be in the book two, which I cannot wait for. But other than that, we are done. You can reach me always at BGJ Gamer, Reach Amanda, at Casey Pup. Reach the show at Beyond Our Focus on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. And... Um, Always, you can merge us also in podcast services if you just want to listen to this. There's not really a reason you have to watch our ugly mugs, but <laughs> so you can listen to us in podcast form and throw us in the background and kind of listen if you want to. As always, like and subscribe, leave comments, leave yep. just suggestions, anything that you can think of. All the links and everything are in the description down below. But other than that, I think that is it. So, 
So, until next time, long days and pleasant nights. Yeah. <laughs>